What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, Incline listeners. Looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now... You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you all for listening to The Incline. I'm your host, Kevin Klein. You can follow me on Twitter, at Klein25. You can also follow Dodgers Lowdown on Twitter, at Dodgers Lowdown. It's Friday, September 13th, Friday the 13th, if you're superstitious. We're recording this game in the ninth inning right now. Kenley Jansen about to close it out. Dodgers on their way to to being 95 and... 53, if Jansen can hold down the lead. I'm also joined by a familiar guest. It's David Rosenthal. What's up, David? Welcome back to The Incline. What's up, Kevin? Happy to be here. Uh, as he said, my name is David Rosenthal. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore the real D Rose. Uh, happy to be here to talk some Dodgers, NL West champions for the seventh straight year. Uh, we'll talk about what that means going forward. And, yeah, happy to be here. We got Turner, Muncie, Verdugo to discuss, Cody Bellinger, MVP. It'll be, a, it'll be a good show. Heck, yeah, we do. Where can the people read your stuff? <laughs> uh, sorry. The people can read my stuff at underscore the real D Rose. Uh, also on Dodgers Lowdown and also on Off the Bench Baseball. Uh, I will have an article coming out today on Pedro Baez and Joe Kelly. A uh, little fire and ice, as I call them. So be sure to check that out. You can find that on my Twitter. Very cool. As David just said, the Dodgers clinched their seventh consecutive NL West crown. What that means is they're for sure going to be in the playoffs. No wild card things to worry about. They're currently still battling the Braves for that home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Uh, last I checked, the Phillies actually were leading the Braves 6-5 to five in the seventh inning. So we'll see how that develops. Dodgers, if they hold on to win this game, are going to take 2-3 of three from Baltimore. You know, the first game was pretty good. They won 7-3, to three, and then yesterday they lost 7-3 to three to a very good rookie, John Means. And so far today, they're winning 4-2. Are you a little disappointed in what the offense has showed us in this series, David? Uh, you know, a little bit. Uh, I, all, all they had to do was clinch the division, which they did. Uh, the first game was a big win. Second game, chop it up to hangover celebration. 
Uh, and as you said, John Means is, is basically the only legitimate starter the Oil, Orioles have right now. Uh, so, you know, it's, there's, it's, they're still a professional baseball team. You know, any, at any point, any team can beat any team. Uh, you know, I think the Dodgers could have produced more offensively. But if, they, if Jansen can close this out here in a few minutes, uh, they'll take the series win and with uh, the division crown to go with it. Heck yeah. Two of three. Can't complain too much. Would have loved to sweep. We did get to see Gavin Lux hit his first career home run. That was That's right. awesome. He also stole a base in the series finale game. Cody Bellinger got two key hits today, scored two runs. That weird wild or that weird pass ball that resulted in the Dodgers taking the four to two lead. That's yeah, that was a strange one. Very strange. Bundy just gave up. He was frustrated. He couldn't get the strikeout, and Seager had a good hustle play to to give us a four to two lead. We'll take it any way we can get. John Means, I think I'd have to double check, but if I were to do the awards ballot, I think I'm going to give him AL Rookie of the Year. He's had a pretty respectable season despite real mediocrity in Baltimore. He has, uh, you know, he's been under the radar because of how bad they've been this year. Uh, but he was an all-star, their lone all-star. You know, he's got a three-four-seven ERA in 24 games started, with 109 strikeouts, only 33 walks. Uh, so, you know, he's been—he's a quality starter. You know, he's—he's he's not a joke like most of their team. So I—I I, I chop that up to a hangover plus them facing a good pitcher. Yeah, so we can't be too disappointed, Dodger fans. Let's talk about Cody Bellinger. He has been considered the MVP most of the season, but he's really tailed off, especially in the second half. He's barely above 300 now. It's around 304 last I checked. Uh, He did get a stolen base, two runs today, but the home runs haven't been there. I don't think he's had one in his last seven games. He has just a he has seven I think in the last 30 games he's played um what do you think Cody Bellinger's MVP likelihood is right now uh I think he's gonna get it uh obviously we heard about Yelich with the kneecap injury that's gonna set him out for six weeks I believe fortunately Yelich doesn't need surgery uh you hate to see a guy like that go down uh but I do think that will I mean, if Bellinger can produce here for the last two weeks to, to some degree, I think that will, that will seal his case. Uh, Nationals, Anthony Rendon's making, giving Bellinger a run for his money. But I think just the overall you know, versatility and, and overall body of work from Bellinger's season this year uh, will give him the edge there. Uh, you know, a stat I will throw out uh, just about Bellinger to begin in, in general is you know, his first, 75, first 71 games he slashed 355, 451, 699. And his last 71 games, he slashed 250, 362, 567. So obviously that first first half, if you will, was, you know, unheard of and MVP-like. Uh, but I think even with his struggles per se in the last, you know, 50 to 60 games, uh, I do think he gets the nod there. His his just his overall season, his offensive season, and his defense is just you know remarkable and and unmatched in the National League. I'm gonna agree with you. I think Cody Bellinger. This isn't a. You can't look at one month. You got to look at the entire season. And Cody Bellinger proved he is the most valuable player in 
the National League. Without Bellinger, the Dodgers, there's no way they'd be where they are. His overall season body of work, he still has 44 home runs, 107 RBIs, 12 stolen bases. Uh, even though in his last 15 games, he's hitting around that 224 mark. You just have to acknowledge what he's done all season long. And yeah, with Yelich going down, that puts him as definitely the front runner. Um, I'm really liking the approach Bellinger still has, even though he's not getting the home runs, he's still putting the ball in play. He's not getting a whole lot of strikeouts. So that's very optimistic. And I think he's saving his best stuff for the playoffs when it really matters because Let's be real. September is more of an audition month for a lot of guys, but for Bellinger, he wants to build that legacy in October. I agree with you there. And I, I like, I like what you said about his approach. He's still not entirely swinging out of his shoes. You know, some swings you'll see that he was pretty clearly trying to hit a home run, but at this point with two, two and a half weeks to go, I, I like, I would like to see Bellinger hit more singles and line drives than home runs honestly because we need him to hit in the postseason we don't necessarily need him to hit home runs in the postseason but we absolutely need him to get on base and you know drive the ball 100 percent. dodgers injury update justin turner had an mri on his ankle which confirmed it was just a mild sprain looks like he could be back in the lineup at some point during this met series don't think we need to worry about that Max Muncie, um, also rumored to be coming back into the lineup against this series against the Mets. And then, unfortunately for Alex Verdugo, had another setback, and it's putting that postseason spot as a huge question mark. It is, yeah. It's, it's Verdugo's back, as we talked about last week. So it's not his oblique, which has fully healed, according to the Dodgers and, and, and Dave Roberts. So, you know, this back, I wasn't too concerned about it last week. I'm still not that concerned about it right now. Although the one thing it does do is, you know, it, it, the longer we go without seeing Verdugo, the less, you know, time he has to get back into the, get back into the swing of things and, you know, get those, you know, warm up at bats, if you will, before the postseason. I think this injury could hold him out of the NLDS, but I don't think it could hold him out of the NLCS. I just don't see a, a, a scenario where back soreness keeps him out for more than you know a month yeah it's pretty crazy i'm hoping you're right and he he does come back worst case scenario by the nlcs we got a new injury update didn't expect to be talking about this one but it happened in the first inning of this baltimore game today and it involved rich hill why don't you tell us the details well uh you know as as i'm sure most of you know he came out after uh, two-thirds of an inning in his start today. Uh, everyone was worried that it was his uh, forearm injury, which he dealt with, uh, but it was actually his left knee, uh, which will go, which will undergo further examination either tonight or tomorrow. Unfortunately, it is the same knee he injured in spring training, which he ended up missing the first four weeks of the season with. So it's it's definitely a concern. Uh, you know, at this this was supposed to be his, you know return to the rotation that he could prove that he's ready to be the fourth starter in the postseason and you know if this is anything serious and it forces him to miss you know his next start his next scheduled start I think that spot is seriously in jeopardy yes 
I'll elaborate on that in one moment. Just wanted to share my thoughts that I was watching this game and I was very pumped Rich Hill was out there and he looked awesome for that first out. Got the strikeout and then batter two came up and it was either after strike one or strike two. He started to look a little wonky out there and I was like, oh, well, maybe it's just the nerves. But then he got the strikeout and then batter three comes up. He's ahead 0-2 and I believe he ends up walking Mancini. And Rich Hill's just looking more rattled out there. Next thing you know, bases are loaded. Still no hits given up. He then walks in the first run, and I believe that's where Roberts pulled him. So now how this impacts the playoffs, if Rich Hill is going to have to miss one, maybe even two starts, I think that pretty much could end his season. So that leaves us with the big question, who that game four starter is, and Based off what I saw you tweet, I think we're on the same page. It's got to be the cat man, Tony Gonsolin. It does. And, you know, it sucks for Rich Hill because, uh, you know, he's he's real fun to watch. He's a great pitcher. And, you know, this could not only end his season, it could end his Dodgers career. Uh, you know, he's under contract just for this year, so he'll be a free agent in the offseason. And, you know, you hate to see Dick Mountain go out like that. Uh, so hopefully, you know, this isn't too serious and he can come back this year. Uh, you know, he's just a, he's a, he's a pleasure to watch. Uh, but yes, as you said, I think this opens the door for the Catman himself. He's done everything that's been asked of him. He's pitched out of the bullpen. He's started and he's succeeded in, in pretty much every role. Uh, you know, his only missed, misstep this year was his first start ever in Arizona, which was filled with a couple errors in the first inning. And it was just a nightmare to begin with. Uh, but yes, I, I do think Gonsolin will be the four starter if Hill misses any more time. Yes, it's very unfortunate. Rich Hill has probably been the most consist- consistent postseason starter since they acquired him back in 2016. And well, I got distracted. It looks like the Dodgers are going to win this game. Jansen retires the side in order, so they are now 95 and 53. Two back of the Yankees for the best record in baseball. It's good to see Jansen do some good work like that. Um, I don't remember who's going to go at the win. Is it Gonsolin today? I don't know who they're going to give the win to today. It was they. I think they had six pitchers today. Yeah, they used a lot of guys. Well, moving on. This is a very hot button topic, and I got to be honest, it it upset a lot of people when I was tweeting stuff out, but. The guy's name, Will Smith, not the pitcher on the Giants, not the actor, but the Dodgers rookie catcher. What if I told you there's a chance Will Smith isn't going to make the playoff roster? I would tell you you'd be wrong. There's just no way they keep him off the playoff roster. His offensive production alone warrants him a spot. And Now, if you told me he might not start every game in the playoffs, I, I, would, I would say that's very possible. Uh, that could... but, go ahead. That could be it. Well, Will Will Smith, after a phenomenal start to his career, has really tailed off in his last seven games. He's three for his last 23. He's hitting a buck 82 in his last 15 games. And if you want to look at the K rate, it's almost, it's in that high 40, mid 40% range. A lot of strikeouts. Um, If he continues to tail off, which is very possible because we're going to tell you who the Mets are throwing out there. We might see his average dip below 250. And if it keeps going down, what are the Dodgers going to do? 
they got to ride it out. You know, here's the guy who, you know, in 136 at-bats has 13 home runs, 34 RBIs. You know, he's still slugging 6'10". Six, uh, you know, this is a rookie. You know, he's, I think he's 23 years old. He's still getting used to everything. Uh, and, you know, I, this, we've seen what he's done in the ninth inning this year. You know, it seems like he has the flair for the dramatic. And that's the kind of guy you need on the postseason roster. You don't need both Austin Barnes and Russell Martin. You know, as I said, you know, Will Smith has the potential to do damage, whereas Austin Barnes and Russell Martin have the potential to get lucky. Sometimes all you need to win is a little bit of luck. But <laughs> I'm going to go with this take, and I'm going to get a lot of backlash. If Will Smith continues the pace that he's on right now, He's going to miss the postseason roster, and I'm going to tell you why. Hunchin Ryu, in five starts with Will Smith catching him, has a 5.81 ERA. Now, Russell Martin, when he catches Ryu, 18 starts, a 1.70 ERA. What does that make you think? Well, it, it's obviously he doesn't have quite the rapport with, with Will Smith as he does Russell Martin, for sure. You know, that doesn't, there's no, there's no debating that. Uh, but you also got to look at the timeline of events. You know, Ryu started struggling about a month or, or less uh, since Smith was called up for the last time. So, yes, it's very possible some of his struggles could be related to Will Smith catching and, and the game. Ryu's struggling because he's struggling. He's not struggling because someone else is, you know, doing be uh you know they're saying you know he's, he's working out mechanics uh but it's it's unfair to put all of the load of reused struggles on smith uh there's no denying the stats you know the stats you know you can't argue with stats but sometimes you know there's a lot more behind than just one pitcher's era with one catcher's behind uh home plate. Yeah, I mean, the fatigue is definitely a possibility, but I went back on some footage, and I don't know who calls, I don't know who actually makes the decision-making on the balls and strikes. I don't know if they have a very strict game plan beforehand or they trust Will Smith. But in that start where he got shelled by the Arizona Diamondbacks, every pitch that got hit was just called um, down and in the middle, not no in the corner, no inside, just down in the middle, which caused those balls to be hovering over the plate because Ryu didn't get it as low as he was asked, although it's very difficult to make that pitch to begin with. But Ryu's not the only one that has these weird splits. Clayton Kershaw, the ace of the staff, the guy you want to have out there for your game one, game four, game seven, you know, could go that way depending how things line up. When Will Smith catches him, Kershaw has a 3.43 ERA over eight starts, and the opponents are hitting 255 off Clayton Wall. Austin Barnes, when he caught Kershaw earlier this season, 3.03 ERA, 2.09 opponent average against. And Walker Bueller, when Smith catches him over 10 starts, he's a 3.18 ERA. When Austin Barnes caught him earlier this season, 15 starts. 241 ERA. Yeah, there's no denying those numbers, you know, and 
there's no denying that Austin Barnes, you know, the pitchers love pitching to Austin Barnes. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's just a matter of if the Dodgers, in my opinion, it's a matter of if the Dodgers are going to go with Barnes or Russell Martin. Uh, you know, it's, I just don't see any scenario where they leave off Will Smith's bat. Uh, you know, essentially for most of the year with Austin Barnes, they were throwing away an out. They were essentially having seven batters go out there every night with Barnes and Kershaw or whoever was pitching being an automatic out. Uh, and that's not going to work, you know, in the postseason. You know, when you, when you look at the teams they're going to be playing, you look at the Astros lineup, you look at the Yankees lineup, you look at the Braves lineup, you can't throw away outs like that. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot to be said for Austin Barnes' ability to handle pitchers, and those numbers don't lie. But I, I, I just – don't see a scenario where they leave off Smith from the roster. This is a very tough debate and we're going to see how it plays out because we still have about two and a half weeks of baseball to go. We do. Austin Barnes. Let's not forget. I feel like a lot of people are just acting like this isn't a big deal. He caught that team to back to back world series when Yasmani Grandal wasn't getting the job done. Austin Barnes was there to get these guys to the, um, World Series. Yeah, he wasn't a difference maker offensively. Uh, I don't think that really Well, that's cost an them. understatement. <laughs> he, was think... a, he was a difference maker offensively in the, in the wrong way. <laughs> I don't know if he really cost them per se. They were especially the U Darvish and all that. Jansen, we can analyze that for hours. And then the Red Sox Nobody was hitting the ball regardless, so I don't think Barnes, even if he was hot hitting 500, would have made a difference just because of some of the decision-makings by Roberts and lack of offense. Sorry about that. I cut out. Um, um, so, go ahead. What did you just say? Sorry about that. I was saying Austin Barnes, you know, I don't think he was the difference-maker regardless – um, the whole Astros series, you Darvish, Jansen, et cetera. And then the Red Sox, even if he hit 500, there was no offensive force from any of the other bats regardless. And I don't know if that would have made the difference with some of Robert's decision makings, et cetera. And now we're moving forward to this season. And it might be crazy to think, but it's possible. But what if, you get the occasional Will Smith home run. Maybe we'll say one in every four games. What if he's costing them an extra two runs a game with his glove? What if, you know? I, I see what you're saying. And, you know, it, it would, it's, it's really tough to analyze, you know, why a pitcher is struggling and if it's, you know, because of a catcher. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting debate for sure. Uh, you know, I just, I just, I'm not in favor of, you know, forfeiting and out essentially, you know, Barnes in the postseason in his career, he's hitting 158. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's over 76 at bats. Uh, you know, Russell Martin, you know, has a, has a, a little bit hotter bat these days. Uh, but you're right. You know, there's a certain point when, you know, if, if a, if a catcher's, you know, helping these pitchers succeed and, and the numbers, you know, you can't argue with the numbers there. It's, it's definitely a debate whether, you know, it's worth it to carry his bat and to start him. You know, it'd be interesting if they, you know, they, they'll start Barnes, they'll possibly carry Barnes on the roster and then start him and, you know, take him out after the sixth inning. 
that's that's another option. Not a bad idea. Tweet me at Klein25 and tell me why you think Will Smith is going to make the postseason roster. Make sure to subscribe to The Incline. We're on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Buzzsprout. We got a series to talk about now. It's going to start today, Friday, around 4 o'clock. Taking on the New York Mets. Now, the New York Mets, they're 76-70. and 70. They're on a four-game winning streak. They just swept the Arizona D-Bags. And they're only two games back in the wild card um, as of right now. It could change. I haven't checked the standings with the last few games. But regardless, they're playing for something, and they're going to play the Dodgers tough. They, the Dodgers took three or four against them back in late May. Um, we'll go over the probable starters in a second, but what do you expect to see from the Mets? Uh, the Mets aren't going to quit. You know, they, you know, Pete Alonso is a monster. You know, he's going to be a problem. There's no doubt. Uh, and they're hot right now. You know, they're, they're not going to quit. They're going to be gunning for that wild card. They are 7-3 and three in their last 10 on a four-game winning streak. And uh, as of, you know, when, as of we're recording this on Thursday night. So, you know, it's going to be a tough series. Uh, you know, they took two out of three from the Orioles, you know, not playing their best. Uh, so it'd be interesting. It'd be, it'd be real nice to see the Dodgers, you know, take two of these games uh, from the Mets, even with, you know, their three, arguably their three best pitchers gone. Definitely. Now, if you're an OG, the incline listener, you know, I hate the Mets fans. They're banned <laughs> from any contribution whatsoever. The most annoying fan base in major league baseball, because all they do is cry. <laughs> Uh, I think the Astros would like a word. The Astros, I choose not to even talk to them. And it's I a think smart decision. They're very cocky and annoying as well, but I think they're just riding a bandwagon high right now. But, yeah, you mentioned Pete Alonso, and, man, what a guy. Already broke the rookie record for most home runs. Hit in the National League. He's at 47. I did not see that coming when the Dodgers played them earlier this season. I also followed him during spring training, and I knew he was in for a big year, but definitely not that big. He's, without a doubt, the rookie of the year. Oh, and yeah. fun fact, I made a stupid trade in my fantasy league, which is still going strong. I'm in the playoffs right now. But I traded Pete Alonso back in April straight up for Yasiel Puig. That's rough. <laughs> so let's talk about the starters. Kicking it off with Clayton Kershaw back on the mound. 13 and 5, 306 ERA, 171 strikeouts. And he's taking on Noah Syndergaard, who's 10 and 7 with a 406 ERA, 176 strikeouts. Yeah, this will be interesting going back to the, the Will Smith debate. It'll be interesting to see who they, who they send out there to catch during this series. Uh, I'd imagine Barnes gets a start. You know, Smith will definitely get at least one start. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see because, you know, if they are planning on keeping Barnes possibly on the roster, I, I, I would think they would start him in games for the pitcher he's they're planning on him catching in the postseason. Uh, so that's definitely something to look out for. As for Syndergaard, you know, this guy had all the trade rumors, you know, at the deadline could have been a Dodger, maybe everyone. He was, you know, had rumors around every team pretty much. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what could have been, you know, versus what is now. Uh, and we need the Dodgers need Clayton Kershaw to be their ace. You know, it's Ryu looks a little gassed. 
so it's once again, you know, the burden falls on this poor guy named Clayton Kershaw, but it's what the team needs and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they do in New York. Yes. Historically speaking, Kershaw has had a lot of success against the Mets. He faced them earlier this season, but he gave up 10 hits, allowed three runs over six innings, but he picked up his fifth win at the time. J.D. Davis, who's been a pretty hot bat for the Mets, he hit a home run off Kershaw in that game. Noah Syndergaard on the flip side also faced the Dodgers earlier this season. He went six innings, allowed three runs, accused the Dodgers of stealing signs, a little crybaby, all that action. And that's because my favorite game of the year, when Edwin Diaz blew the save to the Dodgers, he allowed four runs in the bottom of the ninth where the Dodgers walked it off to win that game nine to eight. Uh, Matt Beatty, two for three off Syndergaard. Corey Seager, five for eight. Um, anything left from that matchup, or should we move on? Uh, it'll be a good one. You know, there's no doubt it's going to be a tough, tough game, tough series in general in New York playing a hot team. Uh, but, you know, it comes down to the pitching. You know, the offense, they'll, they'll score a few runs for sure. It's just going to come down to, you know, what version of Kershaw, what version of Ryu, what version of uh, Bueller we get. Yeah. Well, Ryu's the next to take the mound on Saturday, and we talked about him a lot last week, so we don't really need to recap it. He hasn't pitched since, got the same stats, 12-5, and 5, 245 ERA. Um, he has a 995 ERA over his last four starts. He's adamant that it's a mechanical issue, not fatigue, so he's back in the rotation. And he's taking on the 2018 Cy Young Award winner, Jacob deGrom, who's 9-8, and eight, has a 270 ERA, 231 strikeouts, and um, I wrote down what DeGrom's done in the second half. Do you think he could actually be the Cy Young Award winner? He could. It's, it's up for grabs. There's, there's no doubt it's up for grabs. Yes, definitely. DeGrom lost to Kershaw earlier, earlier that season in that game we just mentioned, and Ryu beat the Mets as well in a 2-0 game when he went seven and two-thirds innings, shutout, and... You know, this is a this is a proving game for Ryu. He's it might not seem like it, but he's got a lot a big chip on his shoulder to prove that he's ready for the big stage, not burned out. So I feel like there's gonna be a lot of eyes on Ryu. Oh yeah, and I'll be you know, I'll be watching him closely. This is like you said, it's a prove it game. You know, prove it that you're not tired, prove it that your mechanics can get back to normal. Uh, you know, he's, he's pitches well versus the Mets, you know, everyone on their roster is a combined 27 for 124. That's a 218 batting average against him. He's only given up one home run, which was to Juan Lagares. So it'll be an interesting, you know, game. I'll be, I'll be interested to see who catches Ryu as well. You know, this, this debate is, you know, there's no, it's, it's going to yes. be something to watch. You know, I, I, again, like I, I maintain Smith will be on the roster, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, which catcher catches each pitcher. Uh, and, you know, as the more important thing is, you know, what are we going to get from Ryu? Uh, you know, is he going to be first half for you or is he still going to be, you know, giving up five runs in, in four innings? You know, it's, it'll be something to watch. This is the game I'm most looking forward to. Definitely. If Martin's in the lineup, then it looks like we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, final game features Walker Bueller, 13 and 3, 314 ERA, 201 strikeouts, coming off a massive game against Baltimore. And he's taking on 
the right-handed hard thrower Zach Wheeler, who's 11 and 7, 421 ERA, 170 strikeouts, lifetime. This is what I was hoping for earlier this season, but we're going to finally get him. We'll see if it holds up. One and two record against the Dodgers, and Wheeler has a 788 ERA. Cody Bellinger, four for eight, four home runs. Turner, four for eight as well. Four for eight, four home runs. That'll be a nice game for Bellinger, I hope. Help him get that uh, MVP award back on track. I also forgot to mention that if he cracks the lineup against Jacob deGrom, Jose Lobatone is four for seven. So we'll see if he gets a magical call-up. <laughs> I, I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. Yeah, I would and, agree. Uh, Bueller, uh, Pete Alonso is, is two for three off Bueller with two home runs. So that'll be the matchup to watch in that game. Uh, oh, but dang. He, he does have a nice handle of pretty much everyone else on the roster. He hasn't faced them that much. Uh, I believe it's just one or two games. Uh, but, you know, he pitched well in his little tune-up game versus the Orioles, if you will. You know, I called it a, a AAA rehab game he pitched the other day. Uh, but we'll see. You know, this is a this is a big test going on the road against a potential playoff team, and uh, you know these are our three best starters. So we'll see what they got. Yeah, this almost feels like a playoff series with everyone throwing their best guys out there. Zach Wheeler has been flirting with danger for the last few starts. Opponents are hitting 300 against him, but he seems to be getting out of damage. So if the Dodgers get him in that same spot, they really got to driving those runs there's no messing around the Mets bullpen it's average but you know they got some solid guys in there like Seth Lugo and Diaz if he's on we'll see if that happens yeah we'll see he's always a kind of hold your breath guy if you're if you're a Mets fan yes Todd Frazier definitely on the decline but always a threat to hit a home run he's hit three I think in his last two games against the Diamondbacks um, I also like Ahmed Rosario, very fast shortstop. Wilson Ramos, the catcher behind the plate. He's got some power. And then obviously Pete Alonso, as we mentioned. Michael Conforto, has he's a left-handed bat, so maybe only against Bueller we see him. J.D. Davis, powerful right-handed bat. And then other than that, pretty much covers the Mets hitters. Anything yeah, this will be an interesting series for, for me in terms of Kenley Jansen. Uh, you know, he just shut the door on Baltimore, you know, which is encouraging, but it's still Baltimore. Uh, you know, before, before Thursday's save, uh, I believe he was three for his last six save opportunities. You know, he blew it in Arizona in, uh, against Toronto and against San Diego all in August. Uh, he did get a save versus Colorado most recently on September 3rd, but did give up a run in the process. So this is, I think this is going to be a real test. I mean, hopefully they put him in a position to shut the door, but if they do, I think this is a big, big series for Kenley Jansen. Uh, you know, Joe Kelly and Pedro Baez are looming. They're ready. Uh, if the Dodgers decide to make, to go in that direction, um, actually an article I wrote will be coming out today on that. Uh, if you want to read more about that. Uh, but I, again, I, I think this is a big series for Kenley Jansen. Uh, you know, like, like we've covered, it's, it's a road, you know, playoff atmosphere against a potential wild card team. And, you know, he's really got to prove that he can, you know, do the job. Yes. 
Well, looks like the Phillies are about to hold on and beat the Braves, so that puts the Dodgers back to a four-game lead, and they have they have the tiebreaker. I think the Dodgers are going to hold on, guess, get the best record in the National League. And I think we've pretty much covered everything. Is there anything else to add? No, I'll be interested to see how this, this whole catcher debate shapes up. Uh, you know, you raised some good points, uh, and we'll see if Smith can get a better, hand, a better handle of the pitchers in the coming weeks and, you know, who they decide to go with or Barnes or Martin uh, for that second spot. Awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to see how this plays out. Make sure to subscribe to the show, follow Dodgers lowdown on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you got to do. Follow David at the real underscore D Rose and follow me. Thank you all for listening to the incline. And that's the show today. Hope you all have a great weekend. Kevin Klein, 